does Mel Tucker look like? He's black. Go on. He's bald. Does he look like a bitch? What? Does he look like a bitch? Last weekend, Maryland. Spartans did, you know, pull away, and it looks like a blowout, forty to twenty-one is the final score. But really, Maryland is just—they just shot themselves in the foot over and over again with turnovers, penalties, and I think pretty bad coaching in in, in general. And they 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 looked pretty shaky. That is the only reason that they couldn't take advantage of State's poor secondary. But on the plus side, uh, Peyton Thorne threw for close to three hundred yards, four touchdowns. Uh, the real story, of course, is KW3, as I like to call him, Kenneth Walker III. But his, his real nickname is K9. Kenneth, K, and 9 is his number, and it's a dog. But I always thought okay. KW3 was way cooler, way way closer to defining him. Anybody with a K in their name could be number 9. Number Not 9? Many people could be KW, KW3. But um, he ran for another 143 yards, two touchdowns. He is uh, easily the Heisman front runner now, leading the nation in rushing, uh, rushing yards, uh, rushing touchdowns, rushing yards per game, which he's up to, I think it's 149 yards a game, which to put things in perspective, that is better. That's 10 yards better per game than Derrick Henry was in 2015. Yeah, I know. I saw that stat. That's crazy. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. So this is this should be a blowout, even though I'm hearing like Alabama's quarterback and somebody else might be the front runners, which is just horseshit. I mean, this is a historic this is a historic season for KW three. So Yeah, I, I I'm with you. I don't that I think that's all just you know, SEC fans yeah. jabbering and, and supporters. I mean, I, I don't see any reason. Well, unless... it's, also the, it's also the bias towards quarterbacks in the Heisman, which I think is getting ridiculous. It used to be just running backs. And then yeah. recently it's been all quarterbacks. So fuck that. It needs to be KW3. Well, like I said, I think the, the college football world is revolving around Michigan State right now and, uh, as – Mel Tucker is rumored to be signing a massive extension that would be make him the second highest paid coach in college football behind former Michigan State head coach Prick Saban, as I like to call him. Um, that rumor has been flying around for at least a, a week now. I saw that a week ago that they were close to signing him and didn't, there were no terms at that point. Subsequently, that is leaked out that they are close. And he may have actually signed as of this morning. It seems kind of crazy how how many details are out there. Ten years, ninety five million dollars. Uh, so if this hasn't been signed yet, I don't know what the hell Mel Tucker's waiting for. This is a perfect scenario for him as he's can capitalize on a an incredible un, unforeseen season. Nobody expected this out of the Spartans. Nine and one. Uh, going to Columbus tomorrow with the chance to possibly beat the Buckeyes. We'll get into that breakdown later. Um, and be on their way to the National College Football Playoff. Uh, the, that opportunity is still out there. So it's funny because this is the big topic, and of course, in Detroit Sports Talk Radio all day yesterday. And there's plenty of people saying how risky this was and how this is a bad 
might be a bad idea for the Spartans to sign Mel Tucker, who's only been there for a year and a half. Uh, he's only won 11 games now in his two-year career, two seasons. Um, before that, he was a 500 coach. You know, all of a sudden, he they're throwing almost 100 million dollars at him. And my argument is, who's taking the risk here? It is this this salary is going to be paid by what the media was calling two successful alumni. <laughs> they're talking about a couple of billionaires. Uh, former uh, Matt Ishby, I think, is one, a former basketball player of the team who started a mortgage company, and he's a billionaire. Uh, I'm not even sure who the other guy is, but needless to say, they have a lot of money, and they are paying the bill. I'm sure Michigan State is is paying some of this, but the reason this is happening is because two two boosters essentially are gonna are gonna pay him. So if somehow you know this this season is an anomaly. Um, and Mel Tucker flames out and is not what we hope he is. The risk lies in lies on these billionaires who probably don't give a shit about ninety five million dollars. They wipe their ass with ninety five million dollars every week. Um, I don't know. I, it just seems ridiculous for for Spartan Nation to be wringing their hands like, oh, this could be a big mistake. There's no there's no <laughs> downside to this at all. If if he ends up being what we what we all hope he is, what he seems to be right now, is a fantastic coach, coach of the future. They locked him up when you know teams like LSU and even USC were rumored to be going after him. They, they've they've stopped that from happening, and it might it might you know turn out to be the wrong decision, but it doesn't hurt anyone. If if he flames out, they just buy him out, let him go, and get a new coach. So that that just made me laugh when people are worried about that shit. But yeah, I think people just are ignorant and don't realize where the money's coming from. And mm-hmm. they think it's like the school solely investing in it. But you know what? Even if the school was That's footing was the bill, yeah, who cares? Why, who cares? This goes into all sports and we'll get into this in our baseball podcast. Uh, people are so worried about what, what owners and universities and institutions spend it does. It's not my money. Who gives a fuck? And yeah, especially and, in this situation where it's just a couple billionaires that love their school and want yeah want their football program to be a a player on the national stage, and they Plus just accomplish you, that. You don't spend money except on giving the students tuition, you know, uh, you know, scholarship. So you're not really like you, you got to invest in the coaches. Yep, that, that that's where you have to spend your money in college football. It is and a they, big and they, investment, and they get a, they get a, they get they get more than enough money with all the TV revenues and everything. So, well, it just makes you realize how much money is being thrown around there that we don't even understand how that that these kind of astronomical astronomical numbers are happening. You know, with Nick Saban and everybody else, you know, every coach in the Big Ten makes I think the minimum is four million a year or so yeah it's kind of that is kind of crazy compared to how it used to be but th- there is so much money in in sports that we don't need to worry about this so it's, it yeah. makes me laugh when, when and, people are and let's be honest i think part of it's fueled too by all the rumors out there about other people who are interested in them lock yep. it down why put it at risk you got a good thing going i he's he's he seems like a good fit for the program 
Granted, I get the argument like it's only his second season, but mm-hmm. it is his second season, and he's already been able to do this with – he doesn't have a draft class yet. He yes. doesn't have a Mel Tucker draft class. We're two years recruiting away class, still. Yeah, yeah we, don't, we don't have his recruiting class yet. Yep. We haven't even seen that yet. And he's taken this team to, to as you pointed out, something I didn't see coming. Well, he's taken this team to Columbus, Ohio, face – what is what they, number three in the country, Ohio State. And unfortunately, I think things are going to go pretty poorly. Uh, for they're they're so. four in the playoff. Right are they four? Okay. Yeah, they're they're in the playoff right now. They're mean, those meaningless. Uh, yes. The college football ranking or the playoff committee. If uh, the season ended today. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State, of course, has three. Not not one, but three of the top seven wide receivers in the Big Ten. Michigan State, on the other hand, has the worst, the worst uh, pass defense in the nation. Not just in the conference, in the nation. That is not a good matchup. Uh, but we have seen in the history of this this rivalry, Michigan State has pulled off the massive upsets in, in Columbus, actually, uh, as recently as 2015. Under uh, Mark D'Antonio, they eked out a, f- a final second field goal win over then number two, I believe, Ohio State in a rainy rock fight. Uh, so that was fairly recent history. Further back, you may or may not remember this, but in 1998, a heavily favored Ohio State team lost to my Spartans. Uh, they were, I think, they were 20. Spartans were a 28 point underdog. Went into Columbus, won the game. I was actually at the gin mill. Oh, do you remember the gin mill in oh, Chicago on Lincoln gin Avenue? Mill. I watched a heartbreaking uh, Lions loss. Uh, uh, a Lions, Lions win, win over the, the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, I, I think that was, was like last... a, it was like a slow death. <laughs> that was the last time I think you and I watched a watched a NFL game together, but. Uh, in 1998, it, uh, the Gin Mill, that wasn't even called the Gin Mill then. They had changed their name to High Tops or something by that point. But in 1998, it was the Gin Mill. I had just moved to Chicago the year prior, and I found a Michigan State slash Detroit Red Wings bar, uh, maybe a Detroit Lions bar. It definitely wasn't a Tigers bar because nobody was watching the Tigers in 1998. I can tell you that. Um, um, uh, rainy Saturday afternoon, uh, one of the greatest bar experiences of my life as no one is expecting the state to do anything. Of course, as the 28 point underdogs, much like this year, uh, went into Columbus, hit, hung tough with them and actually just beat the shit out of them at, by the end of the game. The, the defense really stepped up. I don't remember any of the players names, but, uh, it's the first time in my life. I don't know if you've ever experienced, but somebody, bought the bar a round of drinks after that game. It was such a raucous, fun atmosphere. Uh, just incredible. Uh, have you ever been bought drinks? I, I don't recall. The gin mill is not a big place, but there, I mean, there was probably a couple hundred people there. So whoever fit the bill was, was a high roller. So I appreciate that. Got that, got that memory for the, for the rest of my life. So those are about the only things I can, I can look to, to, possibly think that the Spartans might win this weekend it's not it is just a terrible matchup um so I'm not expecting much but Word Hall Media.